Hey, you're listening to the Brain Cube podcast, uh, the final episode of Legacies, uh, my my podcast series that is all about my grandparents. In the background, you will hear my grandma Anne petting my dog Blue because he's just so cute. Um, so yeah, this is episode three, the finale. Thanks so much. It's been a wonderful ride. And yeah, all I can say is that the series may continue. It may not. I may or may not have some more people to interview. You just, you never know. But yeah, uh, without further ado, uh, enjoy. Hey, you're listening to the Brain Cube podcast. Um, and this is the final episode of the three-part series, Legacies. Um, today I am here at my grandma's house. You can say hi. If hi. 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 <laughs> so thank you for being on here. Oh, glad to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to finally, finally, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally get this recording session in because it's definitely, it's definitely taken longer than I would have hoped, so... I mean, I, that that's not to say that I haven't enjoyed it. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> You've yeah. been busy. This has been a busy year for you. Yeah, thanks. It it it, it has. <laughs> so, um, all right. I guess let's just get into it. Um, okay. Just the same as last time, or as all the first two episodes. There are uh, nine questions. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so the first one is, how do you feel about the interconnectedness of the world today? Well, it seems like the world is kind of small these days with all the technology we have, with the computers and the phones, and I don't know, I think some of it is good and some of it is kind of is bad. Of course, you grew up with it, so you're going to be used to it, but for me, you never had a phone in your pocket, you never had a computer. Um, I don't think we were missing anything, but now we're certainly more aware of what's going on in the world. Um, I think well, during the communications were pretty t- tense during the, the last administration, and it was amazing how somebody could say something in the United States and it'd go all the way around the world and uh, abuse somebody in, in a foreign country. Um, that, that's bad for me. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. But I do like the way that um, the world kind of pulled together and didn't necessarily agree what was being said in the United States. Um, I definitely think technology could be used for something better, like working together and make a better place for everyone. Um, there's business connections, sports connections, the arts, the health, humane, humane societies, humane behaviors. I mean, it's... It's all, it's all over in every area. And because of these national alerts, which everybody gets on their computers and the phones, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, uh, we learned about the pandemic and how to take care of ourselves during a pan- pandemic. And I was especially proud of people that heard about need during the pandemic and got together people to feed others or take mm-hmm. care of others. Um, it was a constant reminder to wear masks. Um, that that was a good thing. So it, well, it kept people, it kept families together because we were all separated. 
But when it comes to technology, that that way, it's a good thing. Yeah, and I, I really can relate to everything that you just said, especially with the nation or with like the the alerts that just go all over the world <laughs> yeah. so fast. And in just a minute, I mean, they just happen, and then they're on the mm-hmm. on the web or wherever they're on. Yeah, I know this isn't like quite the example that you were stating, but I did. Um, there, there, there is an example that I can think of, and it's that on YouTube, when these big, uh, when these big, uh, these big channels start popping up, and like, say, if they were live streaming for a couple hours at a time, you don't want to have to like go back and watch the entire live right. stream to find something. So then, what's happened is these clip channels have popped up, and what they do is they filter through all of the live streams. And they basically just pick out the, the memorable moments. In the minute it happens. They yeah, can tell yeah, you. pretty much. It's like if someone, if yeah. if one of those clips like w- went live like an hour yeah. ago, then like the next, then like right then, it's just yeah. whoop, there's a clip of it. And, and we're watching it, uh, you know, on, mm-hmm. on yeah. your phone. I don't know. I don't have a phone, but I I know people do. You know, they watch mm-hmm. these things on their phone. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, it's, it is just crazy how fast information <laughs> spreads, and, you know, we're lucky to be, like, I, th- I was just doing a report in my social studies class a couple of days ago, I think, about, uh, and it turned, and one of the uh, assignments in it was to, uh, like, analyze some data, and it turns out that, I think it was... 89% of Americans have at least one computer in their household. Oh, I'm sure so, of that. Yeah. I'm sure of that. And while the... Ma- not, not all of us have phones, but we do have computers. Yeah, so there's just so many ways to access information these days. Yeah. And that, that, has, that has both good and bad consequences. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I really, that was a very good answer, I think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, up next is, what was one thing you thought was cool as a kid, but you didn't like once you tried it? And now, I've, I've heard, this was, <laughs> this was the first answer that you told me about. So, okay. I have heard this one. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't a very, I guess I probably was a nerdy kid. Well, although we didn't know nerdy kids at the time. But anyway, um... I wasn't very adventurous. Um, I probably was a really good daughter. If my parents said you don't do that, I probably didn't do it. But I didn't try drugs. I didn't try smoking. I didn't try alcohol. Um, hopefully I wouldn't have liked them. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I did try coffee. Everybody, you know, coffee smells so good. Mm-hmm. And it everybody, does. of course, was drinking coffee. They'd go out and have coffee. And um, I'd probably have a little tea or something else. But um, so I tried it a couple times and I just don't like coffee. It's too bitter for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree that like I, I totally relate to your point that coffee, it does smell so good. And it it's does. like you would think it would be almost like chocolatey or like, yeah. like what I imagine Nutella is like, not quite yeah. chocolatey, but. And I didn't, uh, nobody, nobody gave me any hassle because I didn't drink coffee. And, mm-hmm. and to this day, they offer me ca- coffee and then they say, oh no, Anne doesn't drink coffee. 
which is which is fine. Yeah. But I I will say there were people that disappointed me. Um, you know, they were the, probably the cool kids, or I thought they were cool at the time, and then when I met them, they weren't yeah. weren't quite what I had hoped they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was that was kind of hard to take because you sometimes they were kind of friends, you know, and then we just have it a little bit different view of the situation but um, my cool story is the is the white box um, everybody in the 50s 1952 maybe um, was wearing a white white box they were shoes so with a tie and they had a kind of a crepe sole and they were all white um, and everybody had one and of course I wanted one too so I got them and my mother said when we bought them she said you'll never be able to keep those clean and I said, oh, yeah, sure. I'll just, you know, watch where I'm going and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, was she right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still, you can pull up on your on your uh, computer now and see white box. And you'll see how popular they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will so. definitely look it up when I get home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had a friend recently tell me that uh, we were talking about the old days. And she said, you know... <laughs> if we'd got, we'd have gotten a lot more trouble if Ann had hadn't been with us. So I think I probably was the conscien- conscience of, you know, huh? No, we shouldn't be doing that, or you know. So maybe I was a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I obviously I wasn't alive in your time, or in in the in the olden days. No, but I maybe. What was the term nerd really no. a thing? <laughs> no, it, was it, it just wasn't. you were smart? No, it was just this is my friend Anne, you know. She's <laughs> she's not probably not gonna go with us tonight, but that's all right. No, I didn't I never felt like I was a nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just... like I I feel like I'm definitely nerdy <laughs> about some things. Like there are some things that I will totally just like spend hours browsing information on. But, but that but I found out that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just means you're devoted to a topic. And if I kept my friends out of some trouble, well, that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's, I I wouldn't say that's nerdy. I'd say that's pretty brave. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I... (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, what was... Or when was the moment you realized you were truly an adult? Well, meeting my first child was for the first time. Was a real was a real moment for me there was a you know I think before that we'd I'd, we'd been married and we'd been to Europe and we'd done this and we'd done that and it didn't seem like we were we were tied to much of anything really important you know we knew we were going to go back to our own situation and we would start a how a family and all that sort of thing but when I saw this little baby and he depended on me for everything I mean life that was a real moment for me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, would you say it was kind of like an anchor almost? Oh, or? yeah. I, probably, I think that's true. My, my whole life changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had different priorities and um, a lot of work, but I had different priorities too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had that realization, because otherwise I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that 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 was that was a really that was a really good answer. I mean, all all these answers have been well, great. Well, this but... is just me. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Good, bad, or otherwise. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So question four. Uh, what's something you've come to love that you didn't always? And I did hint. <laughs> I did hint about this at. Uh, I on the on the first episode. And on the second episode, I think I heard it on both of your oh, episodes. Yeah, I didn't even bring it up the second time. <laughs> okay, so here it's, comes... It's, it, I don't know, save the best for last, except there's a little bit of the best. Spoon. It's in there. So this is the... Here comes the avocado story, folks, if you've been listening. Um, avocados are something that I never grew up with, and I don't... Um, I imagine they weren't in, a, in the grocery store when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. So when my toddler grandson came for lunches, his mother always stuck in an avocado. And I, he liked it, and I thought, well, so I could try this. And so I've loved them for about the last 14 years. <laughs> um, maybe that kind of goes back to, you know, the, the trade thing and the international thing. Yeah. But, but look at all the things we can enjoy from other countries now that we have international trade, food trade. Yeah, it's... I wouldn't... And, like, maybe... I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying not to, like, stereotype any, or, like, the earlier, like, the earlier. <laughs> That's okay. Or, like, the mid, mid-1900s. I just, like, were, would you say that avocados were almost considered more of an exotic food? Probably, sure. I mean, they, they, where do, the, where do avocados come from? I don't know. Uh, Mexico? mostly Mexico, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of I, I can't think of anything that we didn't. Well, we had gardens, you know, that type thing, and mm-hmm. we ate food from the gardens, or we got meat from a farmer, you know. We, did, we didn't go to the grocery store and buy well, oranges. We got probably dozens from Florida, but that's about as far as away as we ever went. <laughs> yeah, so. Ev- so everything was a lot more locally sourced. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and better for you, of course, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, avocados though you can put them on like anything well, and, and they will taste good and you can even eat them plain now that you know that yeah yeah it's like you you put it on a little bit of toast i i personally like mm-hmm. to put it on it i like to spread a little bit on like half of my grilled cheese yeah that way you get like half regular and then half right. avocado you put it on a burger yeah it's just you, See? It's, it's it's a multitasking food that's great <laughs> and, and it's good for you it's, and it's good for you to boot yeah yeah that's great Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, all right. Uh, moving on to the second page. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, this is question five. What is the best piece of advice that you can give for my generation? Boy, that's really a hard one, Will, um, because you're going to face a lot more things than I ever faced. But I say vote for anything that will help save the world environment. I think that's kind of a biggie. Um and in saying that, um, the world can get you down. There are there are times when it's depressing or you're worried or whatever. Um, so you have to create a little place for your own happiness. It's in a good career, um, a person, your family, a place, a book, some place where you can kind of go and regroup mm-hmm. and recharge. Um, I was raised by the golden rule, do unto others. And um, so I tell you to tell the truth. It's, it's hard to remember when you tell a lie. And um, if you make a mistake, 
you admit it and go on. Mm-hmm. Life is too short to carry that with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is some very good advice. Well, and give back. I mean, look at all the things you have. Mm-hmm. You have to, have to feel good about giving back. Be thankful for what you have. And I want you to have a safe life and experience all the joys of life. Um, but you know what? I'm so proud of you. You already do some of this stuff. I mean, you're in share and care. No. Oh, sharing and caring. caring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You for do those, that. Yeah, for um, those of you who don't know, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. No, it's that's just, fine. Sharing and caring is something that me and my mom used to do before COVID. Um in Minnesota, because my grandparents, or my, my other set of grandparents, live in Minnesota, and uh, they, uh, or it's basically, you go to this uh, big serving hall, and then, basically, you prepare a, a huge amount of food, and then the, uh, the homeless will come in, and then, it's basically like a buffet, so then you can serve them food, and yeah, it, it does... It does really take a load off of your soul, I think. You bet. And, and, you, and were, you were doing that way before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have that feeling in you, that empathy for others. Mm-hmm. And you're always polite. You know, I mean, you're just, you put up with us old people with a <laughs> smile on think, your face. I don't think of you as old people. I think of you as experience. Experience. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, because mm-hmm. I benefit from all that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I, def, I definitely learned it from the best. You know, my parents, yeah. yes. you, Grandma yes. and Grandpa we Peterson. Just, we have to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. And the I'd like to address the climate thing as well because <laughs> one of the things that you said really struck me and it was that I'm gonna uh, my generation is gonna have to do a lot more than yours did and right. I, yeah. I almost want to compare compare it back to like the war efforts like sure there were soldiers fighting thousands of miles away but then back home you still have to you still have well, to do more and I think I read somewhere that by, like, in nine years, which, of course, was, like, two years ago, so, like, seven years from now, the damage to the climate will be irreversible, so that'll be, like, the point of no return, so we're really gonna have to do a lot. We're gonna have to. We didn't help you much, did we? (laughs) Yeah, I, my mom was just telling me about uh, someone that was on a podcast that she listened to who uh, thought of it as, like, what kind of world... Or I mean, I know a lot of people think about their situation like this, but, like, what kind of world do I want to leave for my children? And I don't want to say that this is, like, going taking it to, like, an extreme, because that sounds kind of offensive... It's definitely, like, not mainstream, I'll just say that. But uh, this woman was, uh, and and uh, her husband were trying to encourage their children to not have kids because we're facing, like, mm. a massive overpopulation problem. And 
while I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that, it does really represent the way that... I'm sorry it's come to that. Yeah, it does definitely represent the way the ways that we need to improve our ways of life. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, moving on to, uh, hopefully what's a, a little bit of a brighter <laughs> note. Um, well, I don't know. What, what's one thing that you've discovered during the pandemic? Well, what I discovered, the interesting part for me was that, um, I never lived alone. Um, so I found out that during the pandemic, um, I'm pretty happy living alone. I could keep myself busy and entertained, and I didn't get particularly lonely. Of course, I had family to support. That was always a good thing. Um, but um, in my era as a, a woman, I lived with my parents. I went to college. I lived with other girls. I got married. Um, so I've never lived, I'm 78 years old, and I never lived alone in all those years. There was always somebody there. I never had an apartment by myself. And so I thought, well, of course I'm a widow now too, and that's that changed a little bit for me too. But I thought to not have, to be a widow and then not having to be able to go out and meet my friends, you know, because of the pandemic, Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is going to be maybe a long siege for me. But it really did. It was kind of nice. It was relaxing. Um, I kind of got onto my own routine and my own schedule. And some of the things that I kind of thought were important, like housework, went very to the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I did more fun things to do. I have fun things to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and I found that it was... I can be strong too. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for your support. Yeah, yeah, anytime. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I know that this podcast isn't about me, but I'd also like to say my one thing. Sure. And that I found out that I can be creative in a lot of different ways. And I've, like, I've been, I did a lot of drawing, especially during the beginning of the pandemic. I did my little cartoon characters. Well, I do. I don't do that very much anymore. Every so often, I will still like sit down for a couple of hours and like put on a podcast yeah. or like a documentary on YouTube or something, and then just kind of draw out something that like that just kind of popped into my head. I guess like a really cool scene or that's great. Yeah, and you don't have to be entertained all the time. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to kind of yeah figure out for yourself what a, what a yeah. good for you too yeah and then there's definitely like a little bit of downtime like yeah. just like like you talked about earlier like mm-hmm. you need something in the day to recoup and right. i i really do agree with that that like there should be like a planned or maybe not planned but there should be a point at every or every day if you can to just kind of unwind and right. unravel and then just kind of cons- yeah. like meditation or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some people it's away, meditation. Get away from it all. Yeah, some oh. people it's meditation. For yeah. some people it's like taking a run. Yeah. And while I don't really do either of those things. <laughs> well, you walk I, the dog and you get yeah, out. Yeah, it and does. Enjoy the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. 
Yeah, it does definitely give me a lot of time to think. And your world will get more active and more hectic too, so that's that's good to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, moving on, this is question six, I think? Mm, no, yeah. seven. 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 Okay. Uh, what is the deepest realization that you've ever had? Well, I think it's that my family means so much to me. I've taken care of family, worried about family, for most of my adult life. And um, I was surprised to find my mother, even at the end of her life, was worrying about her three kids. Hmm. Um, did he get a haircut? Or did they need this? Or did they need that? And I, th I think now as the oldest member of my family, I will be the same way. Yeah. Right to the end. If, if I still am sound mind <laughs> I well I, I I'd like to hope so because <laughs> at least for my the entire for my entire life you have always had a very sharp mind oh, that's good I'm yeah. glad to hear that <laughs> mm -hmm. but at, I feel like that really speaks or not not the bit about the sharp mind but um or well that too but <laughs> yeah but well, about <laughs> about caring caring for your family up to oh. the end, that definitely speaks something about your character. That and sounds like me, huh? Yeah, you very are, you are <laughs> totally, like, I cannot stress this enough, <laughs> like, you are very much so a, a really caring and considerate person. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. very nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you feel that way. As long as I'm not nagging at you all the time. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> There's always that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, there, there's definitely, no, it, at no point have I think that you've overstepped it. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, all right, uh, next question, what uh, kind of relationship did you have with your grandparents? This is a good one, I, I enjoyed this one. Um, uh, my grandfathers both died before I was five years old, so I really don't have any memories of them, but I do have pictures of them with me and they both look kind of pleased because I was their first grandchild mm. and that always kind of warms my heart that the fact that they took the time one is my grandfather on my dad's side he's holding me at a picnic a family picnic outside and he's just beaming you know just like ah <laughs> a little girl and my other grandfather was a farmer and um he was kneeling down beside me and and for the picture and I thought well that was nice he wasn't just standing there um, by me he was really kneeling down by me um, but my grandmothers uh, were a different story because they were always in my life my um, we lived in the downstairs of, of my grandmother's house my dad's mother and she lived upstairs and her name was Maud and um, she, my one of my best memories is she was a poor speller, but she only went to eighth school through the eighth grade. So, you know, maybe she didn't learn how to put read words. I don't know, but she, if she was writing a letter and she liked to write, she had a pretty nice, pretty hand. Uh, she'd yell down to my mother and she'd say, "How do you spell such and such?" <laughs> and my mother had won lots of spelling bees as through her eighth grade, whatever. And uh, she went to high school too, but um, she'd yell up and tell Grandma Maud how to write, you know. So every now and then there was this little spelling bee that we were, 
I'm all living through, and we get some nice spelling words. But Grandma Maud was uh, uh, my social grandmother. She liked to entertain her friends, and she liked to travel a little bit. She had she had an old black Studebaker, and she'd load that car up with with friends and and me sometimes, and we'd go you know we'd go on these little outings, or we'd sit on the main street and watch the people go by and eat ice cream. You know, it was just a a fun fun time for Grandma Maud. Um, my Grandma Nat, who was my mother's mother, her name was Jeanette, but they called her Nat or Nettie. Mm -hmm. She was raised the youngest of 12 kids. And so she had a more domestic view of life. She knew how to cook, she knew how to sew, she knew how to garden. Um, she took care of some animals when they lived on the farm, which I, I did, I do remember a couple times on the farm, but two different people. Mm. And my grandma Nat was kind of tall and thin, and my grandma Maud was kind of round and, and short. short, and so um, different. But we would get to, we would have a Sunday supper every, every week. Um, on Sunday, we would all get together and have a big supper, and everybody would come, and Grandma Nat would come, and Grandma Maud would come, and their personalities clashed a little, but they never let it get out of control. Hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with both my grandmothers, and um, they were both widows. Their, their, their uh, partners had died young. And they both enjoyed long lives. One was uh, 86 and the other was 99. Wow. So I was very blessed to have grandmothers. Yeah. And I was uh, just saying in one, I think it was the, yeah, it was definitely when I was interviewing Grandma Lois. Uh, I, I said that I don't know who I would be without without my grandparents, and I still hold that to be oh, okay. true. <laughs> well, you're certainly getting a mixture of us all, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask, uh, I almost forgot, but I, I did not. Um, would you say that you like kind of absorbed a little bit of personality from each grandmother? Or maybe like the best of both worlds, almost. Probably, probably the best of both worlds because um, um, my grandmother, my grandma Nat, she taught me how to sew, she taught me how to cook, and um, she taught me. I remember uh, wiping dishes with her, so she must have taught me how to do some of the <laughs> menial jobs in the kitchen. And yet, my grandma Maud was. Um, um, she loved her friends. She loved to read. They both loved to read, which I loved to read, which was surprising for my grandmother Maud because she wasn't such a good speller, but evidently she could read really well. Hmm. In fact, she wanted me to be called Abigail because she was reading a book that had a wonderful character in, her, in it called Abigail. Huh. And I asked her once, my dad's name was Horace, and I asked her once, how did you ever pick up Aunt Horace? Oh, he was a character in one of the books she was reading. Huh. So, um, yeah, I think I got a mixture of, of both. Nice. Um, I don't think I preferred one over the other because they all 
they were both there all the time, you know, and, <laughs> and we did things with both of them, but um, they definitely, yeah, they definitely left an impression. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can kind of, uh, again, I can relate to, like, maybe going with your grandma Maud's friends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't remember it all that well, but I do kind of remember sometime in the summer, I think, every so often uh, you would have your coffee ladies up here. Mm -hmm. And then I would just be like, Sitting over there having my lunchies. Well, that was those were rug hookers, I think. Oh, the, but you used to go to the bakery every morning in your stroller to meet those mm. <laughs> those coffee ladies. <laughs> All they right, still now, talk about you. <laughs> see that I don't quite remember, but I do. But I I do I do remember uh, I I do remember like hopping in and you'd always have like a little transformers oh. for me or something. Oh, yeah. And I still have a lot of those actually. I was oh, just good. looking through them the other day. <laughs> good. Yeah, I asked you to bring you a little treat when I picked you up at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those yeah. are those are good days yeah, for little, me too. <laughs> little bag of chocolate covered peanuts yeah, or something. Something you didn't get at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last page, last question. All right. Uh, so for the final, the final question and answer of the series legacies, <laughs> uh, do you think that you've achieved your goals or milestones in life? Well, I don't think I don't know that I had a lot of goals when I went to college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, what I wanted to pursue. So that wasn't a perk. I mean, I, I did goals, like I got out of high school and, and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Those were goals. Um, but I didn't feel like I had any big ones on my own that um, I had to accomplish to make my, my life successful. Um, I made it possible for other people to have their goals completed. Um, and that always felt good for me, a good satisfaction for me. But a couple of my final goals are now to get um, uh, to leave my sons the genealogy of their ancestors. And that has been a goal for me. Um, the other is probably to stay healthy as long as I can mm -hmm. so I don't become a burden for anybody. And I'd like to be a pleasant memory after I die. But I guess those are probably the biggest goals I've ever had yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Um, and I've had to kind of rephrase this question for every interview because I feel like everyone will kind of interpret it a little differently. Mm -hmm. So if I were to rephrase this, would you say that you've kind of satisfied your aspirations? Yeah, I think so. I think the only thing I probably would have done differently would, would have been to finish my college education. However, um, being more of a home person, a homebody, I probably would have ended up the same way and not pursued a career. So I don't know what kind of a career would have been I would have pursued in college if I was just going to go home and 
have, be a family, you know, have take care of a family. But I did enjoy the work for the the career I had in in um, genealogy. In, no, in oh, um, yeah. uh, in in the, the speech and education, um, audiology mm. for that I did for 13, 18 years, I guess it was, um, testing kids' ears and making sure they could hear in in the classrooms. That was fine, but after 18 years, I was ready to go home again. Hmm. So, I've had a good life. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I am, too. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's going to do it for the final episode. Um, I'm sad that it's over. <laughs> this is... I, I've loved each of these. Uh, <laughs> I've loved each of these interviews an equal amount, but... I, I would definitely go back and say that each one is my favorite, including yours. Oh, thank you. So, thank yeah. You. So, thank you so much for participating. Thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. In a hundred yeah. years, I hope you'll enjoy the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but that's going to do it uh, for, for, this, for this series, I guess. So, uh, bye. Bye.